Welcome to the PB&J podcast. This will not be televised. Whether you agree with us or not, we invite you to be curious, become empowered, conduct your own research, and gain personal confidence with the goal of improving your overall health and wellness. For health topics and questions, we encourage everyone to consult their physician to discuss the best care and treatments for their personal situation. Hey listeners, welcome back to PB&J Podcast. This will not be televised. We're so happy you're here today. Today's episode is about oral health um, and teeth. Jay asked me a question last week, and, and I really wasn't prepared to answer the question, but I found the answer. So she asked me how many teeth are actually in a human's mouth. And there's two answers. For children, um, there are about 20 teeth, and for most adults, it's 32. But, however, not all adults have 32 teeth when you consider that a lot of us have had our, our wisdom teeth extracted, as well as other teeth. Um, so let me just talk about, let me first talk about adolescence. Now, science looks at adolescence as between the ages of 12 and 17. And it's the best time and the most critical time to actually develop good oral habits. Um, because uh, uh, during those formative years, you know, once you develop good habits within a, a child or adolescent, <clears throat> they actually carry it into adulthood, which kind of saves them all the angst and anger and pain associated with not having good oral health. Um, when we talk about, you know, gum disease and, and dental erosions and misalignment of the upper and lower um, jaw or teeth in, in those areas, you know, kids are, are prone to sports injuries because they are always involved in some sort of sports, baseball, basketball, football. And so science has shown that, you know, adolescents between the ages of 12 and 17 are very prone to sports injury that not only affect their mouth, but could affect their face. So if your face is out of alignment, just kind of think of it, if your face is out of alignment, then possibly it also, your teeth are also out of alignment. Um, adolescents, it's the best time when you have adolescence. Um, well, let me say this first, because I know this for a fact. Adolescents who, when they get to the age of adolescence, they start thinking about or experimenting with bad habits. Let's say <laughs> drugs, alcohol, illicit drugs, alcohol, you know, marijuana, even vaping, you know. And so all those, <clears throat> all those bad habits uh, will have an effect on oral health in adolescents than it's shown in that. And you know what else too, Pam? I'm going to pipe in too. Also, yeah. if, if you remember back into your, your childhood, and, and I think we both can, I, I ate a lot of bad things, whether it was, mm. you know, jawbreakers or mm. uh, things high mm. in sugar, yes. uh, things that were definitely not good for my teeth, but uh, I, I didn't really pay much attention it yeah it's funny you should mention jawbreakers that just bring out like a memory <laughs> in my bank because it's like okay i remember going to the store and getting jawbreakers and actually jawbreaking them with my teeth right? yes yeah and just, and sugar daddies right those yes. those caramel i don't know if they yes. still even have those but those things that 
could rip anybody's teeth out if you if you chewed on one today. Absolutely, absolutely. Even you know, we even did some. We even had candy that was pretty dangerous. Well, you remember Pop Rocks? Yes. Yes, and I don't even know what was in those pop rocks. I don't even want to know. It was something that they eventually took it off the market completely. I don't even want to know. You know, I think we all did when we were growing up. And, and, you know, even kids today who like candy, they like chocolates. You know, um, the thing is that if they're not, if, if they're in a home that's not promoting oral health, you know, brushing your teeth in the morning as well as at night before you go to bed, you know, at least that two times a day, um, then, yeah, the possibilities of them getting cavities, of having gum disease at a very early age uh, will play havoc on their life when they get older. And, yeah. and I'm going to, so you know what else too, Pam, is you remember, I'm sure, like I do, that whenever your parents said, yeah, we're going to go to the dentist. It mm-hmm. wasn't a fun trip. It, it wasn't something you looked forward to because <laughs> there was this, this fear of, okay, I'm going to, am I going to have a cavity that's going to cavity. need to be filled? Right. And so if you don't, just like you said earlier, a few minutes ago, if you start out with a kid where you dental hygiene and oral health is a big deal in your household, Going to the dentist is not going to be a fearful trip. It's going to be, I'm going to go get my teeth cleaned, and I'm going to, you know, get all kinds of gold stars for having clean teeth, and I'll be on my merry way. Right, and get a lollipop on the way out the door. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a pretty big... Now, I didn't have that when I was a kid, but... You know, it, it, the the more you... The prevent prevention is, is the key when you're uh, a kid. Absolutely. So really important Absolutely. for parents to know, I think. Yeah, because even though you, you know, because at that age, you, you kind of lost all your baby teeth. And so now your your adult teeth are starting to come in. So, you, And then that's when you have to, if you don't, if you're not taking preventative measures, as you said, it's going to play havoc as, as you get older. So I know you've heard of HPV, you know, the human virus um, that that actually affects the, the larynx uh, the pharynx of, of your that's in the back of your in the middle of your neck I don't know if you know what I'm talking about you know the, that little thing that kind of goes through the back um, it's a good time to actually because that is actually the cancer itself is actually linked to some of the bacteria that comes from the teeth. You know, Michael Douglas, um, he suffered from onoferogenal uh, cancer, which is the name of this, this type of cancer. And most people think it's from, you know, he- from heavy drinkers or heavy smokers, but actually it's the virus that actually gets in the food. So, when they talk about when they were pushing, I guess it was a couple of years ago. I don't think they're pushing it as much now, but they were pushing a lot of people to get their kids uh, vaccinated for HPV. There's, I've, I've seen commercials still on that, not as prevalent right. since COVID. I think COVID kind of took over, but mm. I was seeing a lot of commercials here where I live. Now, I don't know if it's the same across the United States, but I have seen... Um, 
They've got this one where a, a lady is hugging her kid, and oh. it leads into a discussion about the HPV, HPV. vaccine. Yeah, okay. I mean, I can't quite figure out that commercial, but I know, yeah. but it is yeah, for but that. Yeah, you know, the thing is, it, it's, it's funny because not a lot of people know what HPV is. I would say most people don't. And, and mm -hmm. you know, where it comes from. Because yeah. even the commercials don't, are not that, mm -mm. you know, detailed as far as giving a no. description. No. But in the case of Michael Douglas, and I love him as an actor, he's a good actor, um, his actually came from a virus that was found behind the back molar. It was a like a tumor mm. that was found behind the back tumor. By the time they, they, they diagnosed it correctly, he was already in stage four. Mm. And he's doing well and has survived it, and thank God he has. But as far as a lot of research being done on adolescents, that's where science is falling short because there's not been on oral health because there's not been a lot of research, you know, on adolescents. They're more concerned of older adults. So adolescents is a, a whole different thing. And the healthcare system in the United States, um, I don't know where it falls on the spectrum, but uh, for adolescents or younger adults, I'm not going to say adolescents. Let's just say younger adults. Okay, so um, this there's a um, there's a web uh, website. It's called Becker'sDental.com. Becker's Dental and Becker's Hospital they do a lot of research for um, health health stuff. And so Becker's Dental had this article. It's from 2017, I believe. And it was a top 10 countries with the best dental health. And the samples were using um, kids, actually, from uh, 5 to 15 years old. And mm. so uh, they, they did a mm -hmm. ranking of using this thing called the DMFT index, which mm. <laughs> is decayed, missing, and filled teeth, in case you're wondering what the acronym is for. Okay. And, <laughs> that's that's explanatory. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm in HPV. Right, right. So we're, you know, we're going through the acronyms here. Uh, but using this index, they did uh, samples uh, across the world of the, the countries who had the, the best scores uh, using the decayed, missing, and filled teeth as the basis, you know, for their scores. And uh, the sampling of, of kids from 5 to 15 years old. So surprisingly enough, and I don't think this was a per capita thing. I think it was just sample size, you know, samples of people. Right. Um, it did not indicate what the sample size was, just the age range from 5 to 15. So of the top 10, uh, surprisingly enough, Denmark had the best score for uh, that population for decayed, missing, and filled teeth. Germany was second. Finland was third. The UK was fourth. Sweden was fifth. Uh, Switzerland was sixth. Canada was seventh. Mexico was eighth. The US was ninth, and France was 10th. Mm. And so the, the delta between Denmark and France uh, it was not that large, in my opinion. So the, the score that Denmark had was 0 0.4, with okay. France end up having a 1.2. Um, okay. Hmm. So it's, it's, it was inter interesting to see, you know, how they, they scored. But obviously, 
the U.S. was not at the top of the list. I was going to say. That was kind of discouraging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here it is. Well, we're falling short on all areas when it comes to um, dental health here in the U.S. And, and it's really no, I'm not going to say there's no reason behind it because there's a lot of factors. But let me just kind of give you some information about older adults. Now, we talked about kids in the U.S. Now, let's talk about some older adults. Um, older Americans are seeking more dental care than ever before. The thing that's complicating the whole thing about dental care, and Jay, I know that you'll probably end up talking about that, is that, you know, uh, people are losing their private insurance when they retire, you know, or people in rural or impoverished areas within the U.S. are find it difficult to find good dentists or you know, a practitioner who could assist in, in dental health. Um, so there's a, a lot on that side, but about 80% of older Americans, and we know this, have a, a chronic disease, and nearly 70% 70, 70 um, have at least two chronic diseases, which may have an impact on people's dental health. Um, among adults over the age of 75, 54% have fewer than 21 remaining teeth. Now, remember, at the beginning, I said adults will have like 32, but or a little fewer based on wisdom teeth. But it's showing, the numbers are showing that people um, at age 75, have, they just have about 21 of their teeth remain, their original teeth. And then it, it, this number increases to 80%. Um, for those people living in poverty. So while tooth loss is a problem for older adults, the overall health of, of older Americans um, has significantly improved over the past two decades, believe it or not. So most of the challenges, like I said, has to do with the increased cost of, of dental care and, and access to dental care. But let me talk about something more beyond dental care and the impact that it has on the human body and health. Um, we all know that, that plaque build up on our teeth. That's why we go get our teeth cleaned pretty regularly, I hope, um, can cause some major problems, um, including you know heart problems, heart attacks, as well as stroke. And, and research has found that there is this strong connection between oral health and um, cardiovascular disease. And one of the greatest um, links in oral health is bacteria, when, it, when you talk about plaque. And what it does is that plaque enters into your bloodstream and goes in through your mouth and your stomach. And it spreads to other parts of the body, including the heart. So there was a nationwide study that was done with Canadians, okay? And they found that adults were with severe gum disease were up to seven times more likely to develop fatal coronary heart disease. And those with cavities and gum disease, and we're talking about older adults, um, were also more likely to suffer from a stroke. Now, we know that there's some things we can do. There's some safeguards we can put in place and 
And I know Jay has a lot of information about just general, you know, um, oral health and, and access to oral health. So Jay, I'm going to turn it over to you at this point. Okay, and, and you've given me a good segue to talk about um, aging and dental health. So as, as Pam has talked about the um, older adults and <laughs> the amount of teeth that they have or they don't have, uh, there was this article from the American Dental Association, uh, ADA.org, uh, and they did a, uh, an article that talked about um, aging and dental health. And they said that uh, the demographic of older adults, and that's uh, folks that are 65 years or older, um, it's, it's growing. Uh, you know, it's an aging, aging population, and it's likely going to be an increasingly large part of dental practice in the coming years. So as the baby boomers, you know, continue to live longer, uh, they're going to need that, that dental care. And as Pam mentioned, uh, it said that although better than in years past, the typical aging patient's baseline health state uh, can be complicated by comorbidity. Um, that would th be things like um, high blood pressure, diabetes, um, and those changes that happen as we all get older. And so when you think about as we're all getting older, that means we're uh, probably going to be using uh, different kinds of prescription medications and over-the-counter medications, which could lead to um, interactions that affect the teeth. And so um, not only that, but if, if, you're, if you're not taking care of your teeth regularly, if you're only brushing you know, once a week or once a month or whatever uh, because of your mobility or because you don't see oral health as a big deal you know, because you're getting older anymore, uh, those things can also complicate the situation. And so dental conditions associated with aging also exacerbate the situation. And those things are like um, dry mouth, um, mm. periodontitis. I hope mm. I said that right. Um, and, and sensitivity of your teeth because of uh, drugs being used. Um, so those, those are uh, kinds of things to think about. Um, and just as Pam had indicated you know, the oral health, your, your mouth is like a window to your overall health. And so uh, talking about the connection be between oral health and overall health, she, as, as she mentioned, the bacteria, uh, it, it, you know, your mouth is just filled with bacteria. And those things are, uh, you really have to keep your, your mouth clean uh, in, in order to, to get rid of that stuff. So let's talk about... Um, she, Pam also talked about the reasons why uh, maybe someone doesn't, you know, can't get to the dentist. And so we're talking about not just uh, older people, but we're talking about the entire population. We're going to use United mm. States as an example, but I'm sure it's different in, in other countries uh, that are smaller than the U.S. And, and probably um, in those countries that are uh, medically and, and dentally underserved, so uh, you know, there are probably little pockets of the United States that are similar to other countries in the world that have the same issue. And so if you think about the challenges to proper oral hygiene, you can think about, well, age is a component of that. Uh, depending on how you were raised and, and how important oral health care was when you were a kid, 
um, mm. and your parents making you brush your teeth twice and taking you to the dentist if they could right. afford it, right? Because right. if if you uh, lived in a household that was living paycheck to paycheck, uh, going to the dentist if you didn't have dental insurance was probably not at the top of the list of important things to do. Absolutely. Um, and and just like you said, Pam. If you were lucky enough to have dental insurance to begin with and then retired and that went away, you know, mm-hmm. that's another reason, uh, you know, people can't afford. The dentist is not cheap. It's, oh, it's, absolutely it's, not. It's, it's I, not I'm like. I'm going to test a backpack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even if you do have dental insurance, you, Pam, you and I both know it is not cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you think of it, speaking of costs, uh, let's talk about how. This is uh, according to GoodRx.com, dental treatment costs in 2022. A crown, if you're familiar with a crown, that's when you don't have enough of your tooth left to to be viable, and they put a crown on it. That is anywhere from uh, $1,250 to $1,720. Now that does that with insurance? That well, that's just. Yeah, it didn't say that was with insurance, but even okay. if you have insurance, you and I both know that the, even the best insurance is usually only 50% of the procedure. Right, correct. So unless correct. you have like, you know, thousands of dollars hanging around in your back pocket, right. even $500 is going to be substantial. I mean, well, that is not chump change, right? For a crown. For a crown. And so, by the yeah. way, when you get a crown, you might just need a root canal. Right? right, and so that that's root true. canal that's not even included in the crown cost. That can be anywhere from nine hundred and eighty-five dollars to two thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars for a root canal. So Ooh. yeah, you combine that with your crown. Mm. So uh, let's talk about fillings. Just your you know your average run-of-the-mill filling that you, you can get. Mm-hmm. That's one hundred and thirty to two hundred and twenty-five. Now, if you have a family, if you have children who need fillings, and uh-huh. you you don't have dental insurance, oh, well, wow. where's that money coming from? Right. It, exactly. It, it's it's tough, and and all the more reason like when Pam, when you were talking about, you know, getting the 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 good habits developed as as a mm-hmm. child, getting the parents to understand, hey, this is going to save you money, if if right. you if you start in the beginning. Even with baby right. teeth, you know, oh, get absolutely. kids in the habit, right? Make it a fun project to go brush your teeth, not some kind of duty thing that you have to do before you go to bed, right? Yeah, you know this character that the kids like, it's called Daniel the Tiger. Have you heard of Daniel I, the Tiger? I haven't, well, but... Only because no. <laughs> my grandchildren. <laughs> my grandchildren. Right. Um, yeah, but the, he even has, I think you can find it on YouTube. I'm almost sure you can. But he ha- even has like a little cartoon about not only about um, brushing your teeth and, and about good oral health. You know, he also has one about going to the potty. (laughs) You know, the thing is that we live in in an age that the information that we're giving you is not something that is secret. It's just not being advertised or televised to the point that people understand the importance of it. Yes. So when, when Jay and I are presenting stuff to you, we're just giving you a glimpse into what you can find because everything that we give you is out there you just have to look for it 
And, and you're so right, Pam, because how often... So I'm a TV addict. I watch t- TV like nobody's business. I can tell you, I mean, this is, it's just something that I grew up with watching TV. I rarely see any dental commercials where they are advocating mm. for children to brush their teeth. Right. I see commercials about electronic or electric toothbrushes, you know, mm-hmm. the, the cool toothbrushes, but nothing about, hey, it's a good idea to, you know, get your kids to brush their teeth. Now, I know that there are flavored toothpastes out there mm-hmm. that are supposed to entice kids to brush their teeth, although I, I don't know how, if that works, but <laughs> I can't I even imagine. I either because you know, usually the well, parent ends up going with the cheaper brand, right. which is like, you know, because those flavored toothbrushes, uh, toothpastes can be quite expensive. Exactly. Yeah, the bubblegum flavored toothpaste right. may be beyond... Right. I mean, Right. right, I can get a big tube of Colgate. Right, exactly. Just the mint, the mint flavor, generic. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So let's go. I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on a couple of things here that if you don't have dental insurance, if you don't live near a dentist, or if you don't like any of the dentists that are near you, what can you do to uh, what can you do on your own? to take care of your teeth. There are a lot of things. Uh, one of those things is flossing. And I was thinking about this today, actually, as I was driving around going to the grocery store. If, if someone thinks that flossing is not a big deal and it's not important, try this. Go eat some mixed nuts. Just go mm. eat a handful of mixed nuts and then go brush your teeth and then take some floss after you've brushed your teeth, after you've brushed your teeth. Mm-hmm. Take the floss, look at what comes out on that floss. Yeah. There's, there's debris that comes out that the brushing just will not get. Brushing mm-hmm. is not gonna get between your teeth. I don't care how good you brush. You could brush for 15 minutes and that debris is still between your teeth. So that's one thing. Um, twi- brushing twice a day. I've been working from home for since COVID, and I can tell you that I have brushed my teeth more than twice a day since I've been at home, more than I ever would have had by, had I been at work, because there was there was no reason for me to get up from my desk to after each meal to go to the 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 public bathroom and go brush right. my teeth. So uh, brushing twice a day at a minimum is is a good way to uh, you know keep your teeth clean. Even if you can't floss, at least brush. Absolutely. Um, chewing sugar-free gum. Getting that saliva going. The higher saliva flow rate promotes more rapid oral clearance of sugars. And uh, also the uh, high pH and buffering capacity of that saliva helps to neutralize the plaque. You know, Pam was talking about the plaque that forms on your teeth. And plaque is, is bad, bad stuff. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw something else out there. I don't know if anyone has ever scraped their tongue. If they have a tongue scraper, I do. And mm-hmm. you're like, what the heck is a tongue scraper? <laughs> what the, what, what, is, what are you talking about? So uh, I, I looked at this article and it said, for one study, researchers asked a group of adults with healthy gums to scrape their tongues until the tongue coating was removed entirely. And another group did no tongue scraping. Both, both groups kept up with a standard oral hygiene routine. 
Scraping took place for three days, after which the researchers collected mouth samples from all participants to measure total bacteria, bacteria in the tongue coating, and dental plaque. Researchers found that scraping over this short period lowered the amount of bacteria on the tongue, though it didn't have any effect on dental plaque, and concluded that both tongue cleaning and toothbrushing could be done to reduce the amount of bacteria on the surface of the tongue and the teeth, ultimately improving gum health. And if anyone has ever had gum disease or been told that they have to get uh, gum, their gums operated on mm. because they've been yes. receding, they will tell you that this is, a, you don't want to mess around with your gums, especially as you get older and uh, your gums possibly recede because as we all get older, that kind of happens um, because your teeth are getting old, your gums are getting old. But really taking care of that bacteria in your mouth is such a big deal. And you can do things on your own that once you go to the dentist and, and the dental hygienist who cleans your teeth will look at you and say, geez, you've done such a good job. I don't have to sit here with that, that pointy pick thing. I don't know what that is in that scraper thing because who wants to sit in that chair and have that scraper thing busting away at your teeth, underneath your gums, on your... I can't even stand the, the sensation or, or hearing that scraping thing on my teeth when I go. Um, but if you don't have dental insurance and you can't go to the dentist as, as frequently as you want, there are ways to take care of your teeth. So I'm just throwing that out there. And one thing, I'm, I'll wrap it up with this, uh, Pam, uh, looking at the United States and looking at the dentist to population ratios. Uh, you were talking earlier about the availability of dentists. Mm-hmm. And so they, I looked at this article and they had this map of uh, where, where people had the best access to dentists and where they didn't. And the five best states for dental access were Massachusetts, Alaska, Ooh. Hawaii, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Really? Who knew, right? The worst states were Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Delaware, and Georgia. Okay? Oh my and so states ranked by shortage of dental providers. California was number one. Okay. That's a shortage of dental providers. California, number mm. one. Number two was Missouri. Number three was Alaska. Four was Texas. Five was Florida. The lowest, uh, the, uh, the shortage that was the lowest for dental providers was Washington, D.C., and Pam, I think you and I know about the Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. There is a, a high population of both medical and dental providers. Um, yes. Rhode Island was also in that list. Delaware was also low, um, which is kind of, it's kind of uh, conflicting with I just, what I just said about the, uh, the, worst, the best and the worst states for dental access. Because Delaware was on one of the worst states for uh, access, yet it was, you know, hmm. a low in the amount of dental providers. So I'm not sure how that how I that worked out. out. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, but uh, the dental health ranked by state, best dental health, Connecticut. Second was D.C. District of Columbia. Uh, third oh. was Massachusetts. Fourth was Hawaii. 
Those people in Hawaii, man, they got some good teeth. Um, I was going to say, they got some going on. <laughs> that's right. Um, and New Jersey. Who knew, right? New Jersey. Right. Yeah. Um, the worst was Arkansas. Second was West Virginia. Third was Louisiana. Fourth was Mississippi. And fifth was Texas. Mm. So, but, you know, in a way, I can kind of understand um, just my general understanding. I'm not saying it's any in-depth knowledge. But with Hawaii, <clears throat> because it's landlocked, mm -hmm. I could see them having, you know, everything that they need sustained on that one island. Yeah. And even if the... Even if you have to island hop to get to a dentist, like if you're not on the main island, mm -hmm. and I'm not familiar with Hawaii, but I know that there's a main there's a main island. I don't yes. I don't know what that is. <laughs> is that Oahu? Is that Oahu? <laughs> I think Oahu isn't yeah. that where Honolulu is. Honolulu. And then that's on the island of Oahu, and then there's Maui, and then there's. Right. Uh, anyway, so I'm I'm geographically. No, I'm dumb for Hawaii. I'm, no. I'm sorry. No, it's like I've been there, but, but did I do a lot of island hopping? No, I did yeah. not. I, I ended up there for a conference or something. I was yeah. like in and out. Mm -hmm. But I think they do have transportation. So even if you're on a, a faraway island, they probably have inexpensive transportation to the main, the main island, I would think. Right. I don't know that for sure, but I think your assumption may be correct. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I, I'm not sure, but it just, you know, I'm just using my logic here. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, if, if I was landlocked, um, that would be one of the, the things that, you know, I could see a lot of making sure that there is health care. Because, you know, trying to get people or things into Hawaii is difficult in itself. Even to get products into Hawaii is very expensive in Hawaii. Um, <clears throat> So just, uh, I'm just making comments. <laughs> and, 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 and by the way, what medical provider or dental provider wouldn't want to live in Hawaii, right? Right, I mean, exactly. Who, exactly. Who wouldn't want to move there to, for, to and open Hawaii. a practice? Because what's the competition? Yeah, exactly. What <laughs> what's the competition? You have no competition, Exactly, right? exactly. So. You have competition yeah that's, that's a good thing yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah so you know I, I just I you know no matter what Jay I think it comes down to this it really doesn't matter what age you are yes. whether you're young or whether you're old teeth are more important than just having something in your mouth to chew your food it it has it can impact your your health tremendously um, could cause all kinds of problems for children. Um, it can cause problems in later years, um, which we all, we, we hate for children to have to suffer. And, you know, nobody wants to go to the dinner after years and years and years and years of not taking care of your teeth and you go to the dentist and you're left with two choices. Either you spend a lot of money or you get all of them removed. Right. Just have dentures, and, I've, you know? and I've seen that. Uh, people, and I have to, yeah, too, and and people have to make that choice. Yes, yes, you know, and it's it's sad because of the fact when you see a young person who um, has none of their original teeth, um, and I I say young, relatively young. I mean, I I look at anybody younger than us, Jay. Yes, being I'm with you. Yes, in their forties, right? Yes, <laughs> anybody in their forties is considered young in my eyes. It's like to see someone go through that um, 
and and not have that choice because it's a choice of whether I take care, I do what I need to do to have the teeth that I, to keep the teeth that I have now, or just get rid of them altogether, and then I don't have to worry about the expense or anything in the long run. Right, and you know, even the uh, I have seen um, ads on TV about dental implants. You know these 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 uh these well these stories that um you know all my teeth were bad and you know i I went to so-and-so's blah 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 and and i had a full set of teeth you know within a week and i'm like yeah how much is how many thousands of dollars did that cost how many you know how many years did you have to save up for that and and it's it's quite expensive because you and i have talked i mean because in my back, I have on, on my back molars, uh, top and bottom, um, I had to have implants. Yeah. And 12K, and this was over 10 years ago. Yes, it's not, it's, it's not cheap. And, it's not cheap. And if you say, okay, well, I'll go ahead and get dentures instead. Well, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother Jerry Springer show that we could talk right. about dentures because... <laughs> And, right. and, and given the, because that requires care too. It's not like, mm-hmm. okay, I have dentures, so now I don't have to do anything. It's like, right. no, there's, there's some maintenance with dentures too, kids. And yeah. uh, along and, with and adjustments and adjustments <laughs> and, uh, adhesive and, and adhesive. still, you know, gum <laughs> issues, your gums didn't go away. So right. you still have to take care of your gums. So Absolutely. it, you yeah. know, prevention is, is the key, I think. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to say this only because when we were talking about teeth and I was thinking about my dad, please don't, I don't care how old you are, where you're from or what your situation is. Please do not use your teeth as a tool. Please do not open bottles with your teeth. Please don't open packages with your teeth. Please don't use your teeth as a tool. Your teeth are not strong enough to use in that fashion. I saw my dad, and I've seen a lot of elderly people use their teeth as a tool um, because they don't have the dexterity and they can't get a package open, so they're like, I'm just going to rip it open with my teeth. Um, I've seen, (laughs) and this was a while back, back in my teenage years, uh, these, these guys that thought they were cool, and they would open beer bottles with their teeth. Oh, yeah, with their teeth. That used to be a thing. And it's like, yeah, that it is like, can you do this? Yeah. So like, no, <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't do that. If you can't open a package, find a pair of scissors. Right. Um, if you can't open a bottle, get a bottle opener. Okay. That's what those things are for. Do not use your teeth. Please don't use your teeth as tools. Please, please don't use your teeth. That, that's my that's my final advice for this podcast. <laughs> well, listeners, I I hope you I hope you enjoyed this today's episode, and thanks again for joining us. Uh, welcome. Uh, it is always good to have you here and know that somebody's walking away with some information that they didn't have before. At the same time, they have information and where to go and where to look to find what they need. Thanks, everybody. See you next time.